Welcome in to episode number nine of the Pinewood Perspective. We have a great show in store for you guys today. Just me and JB in studio because Justin Matthews, unfortunately, could not be with us. Um, little throwback to the G-Unit days, the roots. We're going back to them. Um, uh, we got a lot in store, like I said. Week three recap, week four preview, and a lot more to talk about. What's going on with uh, Matt Nagy and the Bears? A few more teams we'll dive into uh, this is episode number nine of the Pinewood Perspective. I'm Will G. I'm JB. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. into uh episode number nine of the tpp of pp <laughs> i'm trying to come up with a creative way to maybe shorten it up the pine per the pine per <laughs> episode nine of the pinewood perspective jb how was your weekend um i'm sure it's been a lot better than the previous two yeah not too bad i mean just like any other weekend kind of just doing some school shit relaxing sunday watching the game some baseball practice in. I mean, other than that, not too much. Pretty relaxing. Yeah, I'd say I had a relaxing uh, weekend up until... Actually, I had quite the hectic weekend, now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Sunday was a blur. Friday night, I had to work all night as soon as I got off work. had to go into Chicago. Stay the night in Chicago. Woke up, bang, interview in the morning. Left Chicago. Got back to Belvedere. As soon as I got back to Belvedere, bam, I had a doctor's appointment for my second vaccine vaccine, vaccine, vaccine shot. Um, then as soon as I got done with that, I had to head directly into work. Worked until about 1 a.m., got off work, went home, went to bed, woke up and watched Bears football. So quite the hectic and boring weekend up until Sunday, and then that was just like a blur and like the worst thing ever. Um, fantasy wise went one and two, I guess that's okay. You know, it's not 0 and three sticking with the bears trend. Uh, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> I am sticking with the bears trend. I don't like that one bit. I don't know. We got the lions this weekend. Maybe, uh, the fantasy heads in a better direction this weekend. I don't know. Let's go ahead and recap week three JB. Let's just go ahead and dive right into that. Um, we'll start off with the Thursday night game, Panthers, Texans, you know, Panthers came in there and got the job done. Are we starting to buy into the Panthers at 3-0? Kind of like I said last week, I don't know if I'd necessarily say that yet. Um, they are a team who, yes, has three wins. But much like the Broncos, they're yet to be like truly battle-tested, I feel like, against a truly capable team. So um, they got some interesting matchups coming up. I feel like we'll uh, get to learn a little more about them coming soon. Yeah, I agree. We're going to go ahead and uh, dive into their matchup here in a little bit when we get to the week four recaps. But I, I would have to agree with you. I feel like, I don't know, I the Saints have been obviously 50-50. They come out week one and absolutely shit stomp the Green Bay Packers. And then they beat they get beat by the Panthers when you know not many expected them to. And then the Saints go out and beat the Patriots. So I'm not sure how I feel about the Saints yet. But yes, you know, the Panthers had the Jets and then the Texans. So, 
it's kind of eh. Because they beat the Saints. So I'm, I, I don't know. There's a lot of positives coming out of Carolina, though. They're doing the right things. You know, they are beating, they're, they're kind of shit stomping the teams that they should be. And then they, didn't I mean, they, didn't they whoop the Saints ass too? Wasn't it like a two score 26 game? 26 to 7, yeah. 26 to 7, pretty much what the, literally the exact same score of this week was, I believe. 24 to 9. So, I mean, I would say that my stock in Carolina has definitely grown a lot more. I thought they were going to be a halfway decent team. They got Dallas, Philly, and the Vikings coming up. That would be a good. In, that would be an interesting three games right there, because you know obviously Dallas is looking. Dallas is looking really, fucking good. You know, they have a. Hold on, let's go ahead and get all these cords out of the way. I feel like I'm just. All right, we're back. Dallas, what are you doing on your phone over there? Focus in on me. Listening to you, I'm listening. Focus in on me. You, you think I can't double task? No, what? I don't think you I can't double can. task. With not having two people in studio or three people in studio today, it's tough. I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall right now. Talk to your viewers. Well, it's, they're listening to us have a conversation. They're not listening. I'm not talking to them. You should be. That's how you address your audience. <laughs> I'm not diving into this right now. We're talking football. All right. I don't even know where we're at now. Now you got my train of thought all over the, the Panthers, place. Panthers, see? You, you don't know. You're not focused. Well, yeah, okay, so they have what? Panthers Cowboys, and you're talking about, you you were talking Eagles, about the Cowboys. Cowboys, Eagles, yep. and the Vikings. Okay. You were talking about the, co- the Cowboys. Cowboys will be an interesting matchup. Yep. Cowboys have played really good football this year. They went toe-to-toe with the Bucks, beat the Chargers, who just beat the Chiefs, and then they shit-stomped the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys are looking like a really good football team. So that will probably be the Panthers' biggest test of the season so far, by far, I would say. And then um, the Eagles, I think they can beat. And then uh, I think Minnesota will be a solid game, those two. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know if I'm fully bought in on the Panthers. I guess I'll let you know after this weekend. Chargers-Chiefs, probably maybe one of the more shocking games this weekend. Seeing the Chargers come out on top and the balls of Brandon Staley on the road in Arrowhead in his first season going for it on fourth and nine. Trot the field goal kicker out there, pull his ass. Get a false start. Oh, wait, never mind. Fourth and nine now. What are we going to do? Are we going to punt it? Are we going to kick the field goal now? No, we're still going to go for it on fourth and nine. I mean, they would have given the Chiefs ball the ball back with like a buck 20 left at their own 40-yard line with the tie ball game. I mean, that's, ball. that's, that's game right there. You're going to have the Chiefs to win. But you put your balls on the line. Pick up the fourth and nine. How are you feeling about the L.A. Chargers this year, J.B.? I don't know. I feel like uh, offensively they are very stout. Um, defensively, they were able to hold the Chiefs to only 24 points, which was fairly impressive. Asante Samuel had a pick. Nine out of ten. I mean, that's a win. If you hold the Chiefs to 24 points, that's a win, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um. I'm not really worried about their offense. They revamped their offensive line, probably a top five offensive line in the league. Um, Eckler is playing well. Mike Williams is playing well. Keenan Allen is playing well. Um, they're starting to get Jared Cook the ball a little more. Um, if they could hold solid on defense, I, they'll be all right. Yeah. I think the Chargers could be – potentially making a run. Like They might be like this year's Browns. 
Or last year's Browns, I should so say. So a very disappointing type of, like, a good season and then disappointing playoffs. Well, I mean, they, they hung with the Chiefs in the divisional round. I mean, I can't see them pulling out an AFC championship out of their ass by any means. But, you know, I think that they could go into the, they could go into the wild card and, you know, upset a division winner, depending on who they play. And then go into the divisional and hang with every team they play in the divisional, kind of like last year's Browns. You know, kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Everyone, you know, had high hopes for the Chargers this year. You know, just improvement, I would say. Maybe push for a wild card spot. But they're hanging with some good teams. Beat the Chiefs. Hung with the Cowboys till the end. A game that they maybe should have even come out on top of. You know, I'm buying the Chargers this year. Buy into L.A. Buy into the LACs. Um, let's go ahead and knock out the elephant in the room. I don't like talking, you know, we're Chicago kids. We're from the area, but this is an NFL podcast. You know, I don't want to make it a Chicago podcast, but I feel like, you know, you look at ESPN, you look at SportsCenter, they're talking about the Bears. So I figured we should talk about the Bears today. Don't really want to talk about the Bears today. Don't know if I want to talk about the Bears ever, but we're going to talk about the Bears. Fuck. <laughs> what a rough Sunday. Yeah, by rant on. By far the worst Sunday maybe of my life. That is by far the worst offensive game plan, offensive scheme, offensive play calling, offensive execution that I've seen in my entire life. I'm young. I'm young, so I haven't seen too much. You know, I've only got about 15 years of truly remembering football and seeing football. About 10 years of, you know, still there knowledge. So I'm young. I'm not a 50-year-old Bear fan who had to watch Bob Avellini in the 70s. But by far, the worst fucking execution offensively that I've ever seen in my entire life. And do remember, I watched... Jimmy Clausen start a football game for Mark Tressman. That's where I'm at in life right now. Matt Nagy, this is me. Okay, you know, give me a few days to sit on this. Obviously, Monday I wake up, fire that fucking dude right now. I'm still 50-50 on if you should have fired him Monday or not. I mean, you, you, you brought this fucker in in 2018 to turn this offensive round. To turn Mitch Trubisky into your franchise quarterback. You failed at that. I'm, there is flaws with Mitch Trubisky. There is. His deep ball accuracy was dog shit. It was garbage. It really was. But he probably... He, there's a chance if Matt Nagy was a good play caller that Mitch Trubisky would still be our quarterback right now. There's a chance with that. Now, I'm happy that that didn't happen because I do think that Justin Fields' potential is much more higher than Mitch Trubisky's ever was in Chicago. So, now we have a chance to get a true franchise quarterback here. And Matt Nagy just can't game plan for him. And I listened to his presser today. You know, they switched his Thursday presser to Wednesday, so everyone thought that there was a big announcement being made. You know, Matt Nagy's handing over the play calling, yada, 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 yada. He literally fucking said, well, this is, it was kind of tough this week because we had to prep for 
Justin Fields, and he's been, you know, getting second-team looks all year long. He hasn't been getting any first-team looks. So it was kind of hard to prep for him this week. You had 150 days to do that, to see what his potential is, to see his talents. You drafted the kid for a reason. You knew what came with him. You know where his strengths are. He can be a pocket passer. He can be behind a good offensive line. But guess what? He's not a fucking stiff board. He runs a 4-4-40. Roll the kid out. I mean, you have pass protection plays where Cole Komet is going one-on-one with fucking Miles Garrett. Not Jason Peters, who also got his ass beat all weekend. Not Jermaine Effetti, who also got his ass beat all weekend. Not Sam Mustafer, Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, who all got their ass beat all weekend. You had Cole fucking Komet. Lined up one-on-one with Miles Garrett on the edge with no help. That was just Cole Komet's assignment. Block Miles Garrett this play. I mean, that is absolutely fucking insane. And that's the reason why I thought that Matt Nagy potentially should have been fired on Monday. He hasn't shown you anything in his first three years as head coach that he can be a true offensive play caller. Maybe 2018. I will say he was a little bit more creative. I liked his play style a little bit more in 2018. But from then on, when it really meant something, he hasn't shown you anything. He has not shown you that he can run an offense. And that's what you brought him here to do. So why keep him here when he can't do what he's been brought in to do? JB? Oh, you're asking me. I <laughs> no, I just, pretty much this is where I'm ending. Let's get your thoughts on Um, I mean, yeah, you hit it all, but... uh. This game kind of reminded me of last year's Colts game. Um, yes, different circumstances. Yes, it was Nick Foles starting at quarterback. Um, but kind of that little transition where you guys still then got essentially obliterated throughout the entire game. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we've seen this movie before. Um, I've seen this movie multiple times. Well, yeah. And I don't blame you for being upset, but at what point does it end? At what point do you just get sick of the quote-unquote transition excuse where you got to go from quarterback to quarterback? Like, you're telling me they don't have any plays that they've drawn up for Justin Fields specifically? I mean, isn't that what they technically did the first two weeks when they're, like, subbing him in for Andy Dalton, like, in the middle of the game? Aren't those plays, like, specifically drawn out for Justin Fields? Isn't that why you have him take those reps? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's kind of a bullshit statement in that sense. Like, oh, we haven't had time to plan. We've had time to plan enough to plan it around Dalton and Justin Fields in the same game. I feel like, what's the difference? Um, Like you said, if anything, it should give you more versatility. Rolling mm-hmm. out play action. Get David Montgomery involved. Roll them out, pull your guards, do what you got to do to protect your future franchise quarterback. And, yeah, you're right. He failed to do that on all sort of senses. Um, Offense didn't look good. Defense held it down for the most part. The defense looked good in the first half. I mean, I can't blame them. They fucking got tired. You're going to get tired when your offense is going three and out all day long. Yeah, it was bad. What was it, 47 total yards? Yeah. Yards of offense, yeah. I mean, there's no excuse for that. And if you come out in a presser and say it's because you didn't have enough time to plan, 
I don't know. I mean, 2.5 seconds was his average, you know, time to throw. 2.63. Whatever. I, I, looked, I looked it up because Josh Hartzell was trying to argue with me that it was 0.78. No, I saw that. That's insane. That's <laughs> And there's price. I, I, yeah. I've seen that on Twitter. Count to one. That's not even a stat. Yeah, like one with that. Like, yeah, that's uh, literally. Dude, I've seen that like trending on Twitter. Yeah, like that's insane. But think about it: one, one thousand, two, one thousand, in your face. Like you're getting cracked. Oh yeah, that's insane. Like that's Kirk, ridiculous. Kirk Cousins was right around the same. Like, I want to say his was like two five one against uh, Seattle. Yeah. Damn. I just think it's it's just fucking disgusting. Like, and you don't have any. You're there's literally. I watched the QB school video today. I watch it usually every weekend on Justin Fields. The QB school, um, 28-minute video, just breaking down. The only the, he, brought, he broke down nine plays, and every play was the sack, like what he could have done differently. And I'd say out of all those nine sacks that I watched, there was one play, two plays, where Justin Fields might have fucked up on. He had a, a pro read with David Montgomery. He made the right read by not handing the ball off. And he had Mooney on about an eight-yard slant where he definitely could have hit him. There was this one thing where, you know, the defender was turned around and kind of in the passing lane. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers said it beautifully. If a a defender is not looking at the ball, the receiver is open. Like, it don't matter how much all over him he is. If he's not looking at the ball, the receiver is open. And you see that constantly. He throws it perfect where there's dudes just lined up on Devontae Adams every play, and he just puts it back shoulder, and it's a 20-yard gain every time. So that was definitely one. And then there was another one where it was third and 14. Listen to this play call. You had Robinson out left. I think Demir Bird out right. Mooney in the slot. And Komet on the line. Three dudes ran goes to the, four, to the 14 yard marker where they needed to pick up the first down and stopped. They all just turned around. One of them ran like a little post and stopped at the. They, Three dudes ran to the first down marker in his own coverage. Like that was the like it was just so easy to cover it. And then you had Cole Komet slip out on a check down. So where Justin Fields fucked up there is he should have just hit the check down. He probably had enough time to hit the check down. But I mean Wow, I mean it would have been a three yard pickup on a third and fourteen. Like he should have hit the check down, not taking the sack, obviously. But I mean that play really wouldn't have amounted to anything. So it just they had nothing game planned for Justin Fields and it's just it was just gross to watch. I would also almost say cuz I say this after the first 2 weeks. I know the whole headline was Allen Robinson's route tree not going over 10 yards and none of the receivers really going over 10 yards and maybe that's what needs to be done because your offensive line isn't super good. Yeah, it makes it easier to cover in a sort of sense. Yeah, you got to try and open up shots downfield. But, I mean, you can't get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a smaller route tree is what needs to be done for now until you can open it up or maybe get a double move in there, try and slip them past somehow. But um, you got to start somewhere. You got to let them get – at least get a throw off. I mean, he was what six for twenty. Yeah. I mean, twenty twenty attempted passes. That's that's bad. Mm-hmm. Most quarterbacks get that in completions per game. Yeah. 
I mean, you got to do something. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. He would have had only, what, 29 attempted passes? Yeah. If he didn't get sacked on nine plays. And, I mean, yeah, six for 20 looks bad, but when you have just fucking pressure in your face all day, really, what can you do? It's just like, I'm not, I, I, I mean... Yeah, Justin Fields didn't look great, but how can you really judge that game? Like, how can like how can you look at him and get anything out of that game? Like, how can you grade him? You can't. Like, I feel like you just can't because he's just getting his ass. He was just getting his ass beat all game. Like, you can't look at the game and be like, okay, this is that, this is this. Like, no, the dude just got his ass beat today. In the QB school video that I watched, another great video. You guys need to check it out. Um, his drops looked a lot better. He looked a lot better at stepping up into the pocket when he should. But the issue was when he stepped up into the pocket because Clowney and Garrett were getting off the edge so quick. By the time that he was into the pocket, the front three lost their battles as well. And, the, and that's when the front three got to him and he couldn't really escape. And then Garrett would just catch up to him. Miles Garrett had a hell of a game. I figured he was going to eat. Didn't think it was going to be eaten like that. You never go out there and be like, yeah, Miles Garrett's going to have four and a half sacks. You know, if you think he's going to have a good game, you usually say, like, two to three. You never predict four and a half. He got four and a half. Um, and pretty much just blocked his ballot into the Pro Bowl. <laughs> the dude needs uh, seven to ten more sacks over the next 14 to 15 games, and he's in. <laughs> I mean, you locked up a Pro Bowl ballot right there for Miles Garrett. Uh, I'm sick of talking about the Bears. I'm hoping to see a lot better, obviously, of an outcome this week. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into Colts-Titans. This is one that I wanted to go into. I obviously was high on the Colts this year. I had the Colts win in the South. They're 0-3, and they're not looking like they're playing good football. And the Titans seem to have obviously turned it around after their very disappointing week one against Arizona. JB, what's your thoughts on the Colts going 0-3 off to start the year? It has been a tough schedule, I'll give them that, and they did hang with the Rams. But I would say, for the most part, their defense is there. We know they have a good defense. Um, things are not yet clicking on offense, and it may be a lack of weapons. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's out, so it's pretty much Michael Pittman Jr. and Zachary Pascal as your two receivers you got to throw to. And uh, I don't know if I'd wish that upon many, many NFL QBs, but um, – you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Say it's just growing pains. Um, yes, it was a tough schedule. They hung in most of the games, kind of. <laughs> um, at least for the first half. Some of them throughout the game, like you said, the Rams. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they got to win this week. Um, I don't think they will necessarily win, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably going to be Jacoby Brissett, right? Yeah. I mean, so their defense should eat. Well, they should know Jacoby Brissett over anybody else. Yeah, they had Jacoby Brissett. Right. So yeah. Frank Reich should have a hell of a game plan for Hopefully. this Sunday. We'll dive into that later. A um, few other games I want to talk about. Really don't want to dive into Saints-Patriots. Really don't want to dive into Falcons-Giants. Falcons-Giants, two teams that I don't think are good at football. Uh, Saints bounce back. You know, I don't think many teams thought they were going to beat the Patriots. The Patriots looked good over their first two weeks, but they went in there and got the job done in Foxborough. Props to the Saints. Um, the Bengals, 24-10 to 10 over the Steelers. Steelers are starting to look like the team that we thought they were going to after beating the Bills. You know, they obviously got their little hype behind them. Steelers aren't just good at football. 
Uh, and honestly, with the way the Bengals have been playing, they've hung, you know, in three games, you know, knocking off Minnesota. Obviously, the Chicago game was tough for them. And then going out there and beating the Steelers. I personally, and watching the way the Ravens and the Browns are playing, I won't be surprised if Pittsburgh finished fourth in division this year. Honestly. Yeah. I wouldn't at Race this point. the bottom. It's going to be between the Bengals and the Steelers. And the Bengals are looking like the better football team right now. Steelers' defense is always going to play good football. But that offense is rough, man. I mean, come on. Ten points on the Bengals. And they scored a last second touchdown. The Steelers did? Yeah. It was 24 to 3. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's disgusting. That's sad to watch. Uh, Ravens Lions. Are you worried about the Ravens now with seeing their struggles this weekend in Detroit against the Lions? After beat after just beating the Chiefs. I mean, I feel like that was the type of team that I kind of expected them to be as well. Um, meaning, like, playing up and playing down to your competition. Um, I feel like the Ravens are a team that can go out there pretty much any Sunday and either win a football game and hang with the big dogs of the league but can also play the Jets and probably make it look closer than it should be. Um, their defense is good. Their offense is kind of inefficient, I'd say, um, outside of putting 36 points on the Chiefs. I don't know. That's super overly impressive to me, but I don't know. I feel like, this. okay, I'm going to give the Ravens a little bit more time because they have looked impressive through two, their first two weeks, and obviously they had a shit game against the Lions. They still came out victorious. Justin Tucker fucking put him in the Hall of Fame right now. Um, he was probably on his way to Canton already, but, I mean, holy shit, 66 yards. I'm sitting there laughing at this attempt. I was laughing at it. I was like, hell yeah, baby. We had three dudes in our suicide pool. I was, like, gassed the fuck up. Like, hell yeah. We're bouncing three dudes out of the suicide pool this weekend that picked the Ravens. But they came out victorious because Justin Tucker is a fucking animal. I'm going to give the Ravens a little bit more time. You know, this could be just one of those games where you come off such a high win beating the Chiefs that you kind of just go into the next week. You're like, ah, oh, we got Detroit. And like you said, playing down to the competition. Um, I feel like if maybe you play that game in a different scenario coming off, you know, coming off of a loss or something like that, like a tough game, then they could they would probably shit stomp Detroit. But, I mean, they came off of a high win against the Chiefs. And they were probably just rolling in Detroit thinking we got this in the bag, and they didn't. But they ended up winning it, and that's what matters. You always take a win in the NFL. It's any given Sunday, any day of the week. So I feel like it could have just been one of those games where, you know, like I said, coming off the high win, and, you know, you just play down to the competition because you don't really take them seriously. But also I very well could see what you're saying. Like every week they're playing either down to the competition or up to the competition. You know, I thought that they were a better team than the Vegas Raiders. But, you know, they, they made a lot of mistakes that game. They made a lot of mistakes that game. And I thought they were the much better team. They could almost be 0-3 right now. They could. They very well could be 0-3 right now. If Justin Tucker doesn't make a 66-yard field goal. And, and Clyde doesn't fumble. Bingo. And you got it on the bag right now. But, like like I just said, you take any win you, you, take any win you can get in the NFL. Any way, any, well, yeah, any way possible. But. You know, you're not playing a three-game series like you are in the MLB where you can just write off a game one loss. Um, you just got to get them how they come. Bucks-Rams. America's game of the week for Fox. Uh, 
after that, dude, I seriously don't know how the Rams aren't going to the Super Bowl, really. You know, I, that might be a bit of a stretch saying off of just one game. But they just do get those dudes just get open, man. I mean, they are they're I mean, against a good, good, good Buccaneers defense too. They had multiple guys just wide open. Deshaun Jackson was open like the whole game. And he's like wide receiver four on that depth chart. Yeah, he's fast. But I mean, Sean McVay is calling an excellent fucking season so far and I don't think that there's any way that you can write out Matt Stafford as an MVP right now. I mean, he's playing good football, and he's probably going to continue to play good football. I mean, they just had their test against the best of the best, the former Super Bowl champions against former, I mean, against Tom Brady. And Matt Stafford put on that game against the Super Bowl defense that held Patrick Mahomes to nine points. I mean, shit. I feel like I've, if I had to put my money on it right now, by the end of the season, Matt Stafford would walk away with an MVP under his belt. With Sean McVay being there and their weapons and seeing how just well people get open. And if I had to put my money on it, I'm thinking Sean McVay's maybe walking away with a coach of the year on it. Dude, they are playing great football. They are dropping points on people's heads. <clears throat> and let's not act like their first three defenses have been any walk in the park. Chicago, Tampa Bay, Indianapolis. And they're just dropping on fucking domes right now. What's your take on the Rams, JB? I don't know. Again, I'm still early. It, I don't want to overreact. Is, yes. um, in my, in, in, I might have been overreacting no, here, but just I from what I'm seeing. Say that. I would just say that, yes, they look like a very good football team. But we also saw, I feel like, again, the same sort of movie with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. Uh, kind of stumble their way through the season. I mean, get shit stomped by the Saints. Um, Fucking Bears beat them last year with Nick Foles, so. And then just kind of sneak into a wild card and just go on a tear. I mean, you can never count them out. So maybe saying how they don't get to a Super Bowl might be a little bit of an overreaction. But... Stafford, yes, is playing very good football. Um, their defense is playing well. Jalen Ramsey's playing very well. Um, As he always does. Right. So I wouldn't say any surprises. Aaron Donald still being Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't count him out. But, again, we'll see as the progression goes. Very I mean, true. teams are going to start picking up on film of what they're doing to get these wide receivers so open. I mean, you might start to see that get shut down a little bit. Yeah, very true. Very true. New dynamic with Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. A long ball tosser. A guy with true great mechanics. Um, Deshaun Jackson's probably in heaven. Oh, yeah. I mean, has he ever had a – I mean, he had Mike Vick, and Mike Vick had a cannon on him. I mean, that motherfucker had a rope on him like yeah. Matt Stafford does. But he hasn't had that in a long time. It's been a long time since we've seen uh, Deshaun Jackson and Mike Vick play football. Right. The good old 2010 era. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into Seattle and Minnesota, just because, you know, you're a Vikings fan. 17-7, to you guys were down, and then your defense finally stepped up after a rough two weeks and uh, just shot them down the rest of the game. Against a good offense, too. Uh, Minnesota's offense is looking very good as well, as they have been all year. Uh, what's your take on this weekend's game? 
obviously a much better weekend for you than it has been the first two weeks. Um, I'm going to say that when we were down 17-7, to 7, and I was like, oh, here we go again. I couldn't watch the game. I checked the score, you know, on and off just because, you know, it's a division matchup. Obviously, I want to stay in touch with that. Obviously, the game didn't go the way I wanted it to. Don't want to see a division matchup walk away with it. But I was checking the score. I seen 17-7, to 7, and I will say I thought the same thing. I was like, well, here we go. And to no surprise, the Vikings kind of shit right in my face and said, yeah, we're still here. Um Defense stepped up real well. Um, again, started super rough. Pretty much was just allowing anything and everything to happen. Carson broke out on a touchdown run. Metcalf was having his way. And then uh, we kind of fought back towards halftime, and uh, the rest was history. Um, obviously not allowing a single point in the second half. Defense obviously played well. Um, I'm guilty of not being able to watch the second half of that football game. Whoa. Yeah. What happened? Um, I had baseball practice. Oh, wow. So I had to uh, watch on my phone. Nice. So what I, what I was able to see, uh, maybe it was a good luck charm. Stop me. watching Vikings games. Yep. Breaking news. JB will no longer be watching <laughs> Minnesota Viking games that's the rest I, of the year. That's what I said. Uh, Super Bowl champions. Awesome. Right. But he cannot watch. He yeah. won't get to experience it. Yeah. It was nuts. I mean, I got to say, even in the second half, because I was able to see it, at least a little bit of it, um, we picked up a few important key plays. Um, I wouldn't say play calling was necessarily not aggressive, but like fourth and goal at the one, I would have liked to see us go for it instead of taking the three points. Um, even though we were up 10 at that time, it was 27-17. You get a touchdown there, you get seven points, you walk away with the game. But, I mean, I get it. We did the same thing to the Seahawks last year. Fourth and one, we went for it, didn't get it. We ended up losing that game. Um, so maybe they didn't want to see the same movie before. Mm -hmm. Or again, I should that say. That was when it was 17-7? to seven? No, it was 17-27, to uh, 27 we were up. And they didn't go for it on fourth and one? Yeah, it was... I wouldn't say late in the fourth quarter. There's probably about five minutes left. But a touchdown pretty much would have sealed it. 17 points, three possessions. Five minutes to go. Okay, so this was you guys. Yeah. You wanted to go for I wanted, fourth and yeah, one. Fourth and okay. one. I would have okay. liked to see us maybe, I don't know, be a little aggressive. Mm -hmm. I get it. You don't have doubt. I feel like this is that's just a classic Mike Zimmer play. Yeah, take the three points on the, on the one-yard line. Puts us only up by 13. I was like. Well, what's the difference? And this between was what 10 five and minutes left in the third quarter. You yeah, said? fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Oh yeah. So I was like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it, but I don't. Mm -hmm. Like two touchdowns still has them coming away with the lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why not? And, uh, why and, not try and put it away? And Seattle's a team that can do that offensively. Right. So why not try and put it away when you're four, fourth and goal at the one? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Other than that, played well. Eric Kendrick stepped up. Daniil Hunter was Daniil Hunter. Man, I'm loving have, having him back. Um, I'd like to see Cameron Dantzler get out on, the, out on the field a little more. What's his problem? He's liking tweets about going to the 49ers and shit. What the fuck happened over a year span? Like, I mean, he, look, he was great last year. I think in the offseason he got beat out for his spot. By Pat Pete? No, by Brashad Breeland. 
now. Brashad oh, wow. Breland is uh, sucking it up. Um, Cameron Dancers played well, but I feel like there's a little more to it. Again, we don't know what's going on in the locker room or anything like that. Um, as far as I know, they told him, like, hey, if you're not starting and you're on a roster, you got to be able to play special teams. Like, we're not going to activate you to the roster just to have you on the roster and just sit on the sideline all game. Like, if you're going to be on our 53-man roster, you need to play special teams, and he just wasn't having it. Okay. He didn't want to do it. Um, so maybe there's a little stink there. Um, but that's on him. That's as a sophomore. You don't come out and start demanding mm-hmm. shit. You got to play special teams for a year, play special teams for a year. Yeah. Um, you'll get your opportunities. Breland went down. Dancer played well. But then the second Breland was ready to go back in, they pulled him. So, again, maybe that's something a little more behind closed doors. But from, yeah. the, from the bird's eye, I'd chalk it up to he doesn't want to play special teams. So, he's a little upset with management or the head coach or what, however it may be. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see him out on the field more. He played so well last year. And I was actually surprised he wasn't a part of the starting lineup this year. But now it's starting to make a little more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Packers 49ers, Sunday night football game. A great Sunday night football game. A phenomenal Sunday night football game. We've been bu- we've been blessed so far this season with primetime football games. There's been your downers, like the Monday night game this weekend. You know, it wasn't that great of a game. It wasn't fun to watch, even though it was quite the scoring game. Uh, Bears-Rams, obviously, was a shit show. Uh, but we've been blessed with some pretty damn good primetime football games. I will say that so far. This game was phenomenal. Chiefs-Ravens was phenomenal. Fucking uh, Thursday night football game, Giants uh, football team, phenomenal game. Uh, we've been we've been blessed with some solid primetime games up so far to this season. Uh, pretty much moral of the story is you can't give Aaron Rodgers more than 37 seconds to score a touchdown. And it was funny. I was listening to part of my take earlier this week, and we were they were trying to come up with what is the time that you can leave Aaron Rodgers and you can be safe. They said 19 seconds. Anything over 20 seconds is too much time. And I feel like even, okay, let's say kickoff, you don't return it, ball to 25. 25. And in that situation, you're down two. I don't even know. I think you 10 seconds, like, with no timeouts. Yeah, two plays. Two plays you could get you there. Oh, 100%. So, uh, average play is four or five seconds. Yeah. I'd probably say anywhere from eight to 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> probably... Eight, you could feel comfortable. <laughs> Eight seconds, you could feel all right. Yeah. Ten, you're still kind of, eh, they get a little 15-yard catch, and you're sitting at the 40, five seconds left, you're like, mm. Yeah. Could still run one more play. I'm confident with 10 seconds. I'm confident with 10 seconds. I'm confident. I'm not 100%. But you got the old classic Rogers Hail Marys in the back pockets as well. Well, yeah, that's what I said. Ten seconds, can you really feel that comfortable? Just how about no time? How about we just start giving them no time? And then we'll all feel a lot better about ourselves. Uh, So the one major thing I want to take away from this game is, or what I want to talk about in this game is, are both these teams a real deal? Both these teams have kind of had shaky games this year. And are so what my thing is, is are the Packers actually a good team that beat a really good team in the 49ers? Are both these teams just, you know, kind of, 
above average teams that just had a really good football game. Because both these teams were highly touted in the offseason. They were, but the 49ers haven't looked the greatest. The Packers haven't looked the greatest in their first two weeks. So the big thing is, is did we just get lucky and get a really good primetime game against above average teams? Or did we get a really good primetime game against teams that could be, you know, going deep into the playoffs? I don't know. That's tough. I it is still just kind of solidifies for me that Aaron Rodgers kind of giving the double finger to to the upper management in that first game because it looked like two completely different quarterbacks between these last two weeks and that first week. Oh yeah. So I think it was more of just a hey, I could do this if I want. You want to fuck with me? Here you go. Boop. That'd be uh, fucking savage. I mean, if, yeah, dude, if that's true, that's savage. Dude, as we'll fuck. find out when he retires. He'll be like, yeah, you remember that. 2021 week one game against the Saints when we got blown out. Yeah, I did that on purpose. And then he'll have his little documentary. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be hilarious. He'll probably get a 30 for 30. He's I had a lot of hilarious. He's had a lot of things behind him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that these are two solid football teams. I don't know if I'd say really, really, really good football teams quite yet. Uh, not bought in on the 49ers for sure. No, I'm not. And, you know, Green Bay was on the road. Any game in the NFL is hard to win, especially when you're on the road. But uh, I, I just want to see more, I guess. And we'll go ahead and uh, we'll get into that. Uh, I don't want to talk about the Monday Night Football game. I could give a shit about the Monday Cowboys look good. Cowboys look phenomenal. They probably would have scored a lot more points if they didn't call Dak a touchdown back. Uh, Jalen Hurts struggled. Eagles didn't look impressive. Uh, pretty much that's the bottom line right there for you. I want to dive into some week four games. Uh, there's some solid games this week. When we were talking about our suicide picks this week, uh, Bengals Jaguars was obviously one of them. Titans Jets was the other one that a lot of us are 50 50 on the fence about. Um, I think JB's rocking with the Titans this week. I think I'm going to go ahead and rock with the Titans this week as well. Uh, T Higgins and Jesse Bates are out. T Higgins and Jesse Bates are out. You know, that's just, it's just, it's, I think the Bengals are going to win. I 100% bet on the Bengals. I would if you can. But it's just, it's just one of those games, you know. Never know. It's just, it's just scaring you. And I'm not going to lie, the Jets are scaring me a little bit as well. 0-3, you know, one of their... I games. mean, the Panthers should have scared you last week. Ah, man, baby. You told me the Texans looked like an okay team today. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a pretty close game throughout. 7-6 to six at halftime. That's why it's called the suicide pool, baby. you got to be ballsy in this thing a little bit. I mean, people are out here picking the Bills against the Texans. What are you talking about, man? I'm picking the Bills week 9 when they're playing the Jets or some shit like that. i got to hold on to them. Uh, all right, first game I want to dive into. Don't want to talk Bears-Lions. Don't give a shit. Colts-Dolphins. Eh. Like we talked about, Frank Wright game plan. Browns-Vikings. JB, we'll go ahead and dive into that. That's dad's going to be at that game. At the game? Your dad's going to be at that game? That's, that's pretty badass. How do you feel going into the Sunday? If you learn anything from the Bears-Browns game, the O-line's going to have its work cut out for them for sure. And I think our O-line has looked great over the last two weeks. I think our offense has looked great over the last three weeks. But um, I would say if the Vikings want to do anything with their season, they have to win this game. Um, if we win this game, I wholeheartedly believe we can go four and two into our bye week. And after that, I feel like we can go on a tear. But if we lose this week, I don't know, kind of an imbalance. Like, what is the state of the Vikings? When's your bye week? Seven. 
So four oh, and two yeah. into the bye week. Okay. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely doable. You know, you got Lions and Panthers, definitely two teams that you can beat. But if we beat the Browns this week, yeah. puts us back on the map a little bit, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, after a disappointing first two weeks, um, wrong end on two potential calls, one missed field goal, and a butt fumble that wasn't a fumble. I mean, you can't chalk it up to that because obviously there's a lot of different aspects of a game, but um, we could definitely be 3-0 and right now in the same sort of sense. But if we want to... I like not having media hype. I don't. I'm not sure about you, but I like when I my mean, team kind of flies the under the radar. Depends on the situation. Like, I hate when I hate when we're not being talked about at all. Like, I do want some recognition. Like right now, this is the recognition I want. Obviously, and we're being talked about. We've been talked about ever since we dressed Justin Fields. Like every day on every sports media show, and I, I do like them talking about Justin Fields. That does make me feel good. You know, we're getting some recognition. We might actually have a quarterback. That's a good thing to be talked about. Um, I do agree with the standpoint of the underdog mentality. You know, no one's talking about you flying under the radar. That does feel good. Throughout the season, anyway. Yeah. Um. Other than that, yeah, I don't like the media. I don't like the media right now. No one enjoys this. No one enjoys this part of the, the media process. I mean, because you got to put it into perspective a little bit. We beat the Bengals. We beat the Cardinals on that last second field goal. And then we come out and beat the Seahawks. Shit, we even beat the Browns this weekend, 4-0. Everybody's going to be on some Vikings. Are they Super Bowl contenders? And then I just hate that type of shit. Like, let us play our football. It's been four games. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, a, like a Rams situation. So right what now. you thinking this weekend? I mean, again, I'm going to pick pick with them until they give me a reason to pick against them. Yeah, I, would, I think it's going to be a good game, honestly. It's only going to get I, tougher. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I do like the Browns out of the AFC, I do. Um, not out of the AFC, like, winning it, but I do like the Browns, you know, being a very, very strong team in the AFC this year. Um, personally, I think just it's just going to be a tough game for you guys. You guys are home. I do think you guys can win this game. I just like the Browns a little bit more. Willing to bet on it? Mm, yeah, I am. I'll go five. Okay, I like that. I like that. Five bucks. I like that. Um, yeah, I just I, I'm I'm rocking with the Browns. They're I like them a lot this year in the AFC. Uh, I do think that if your defense can step up, you, we seen it last week with our defense. You you can't have them in a position where you can win this game if your offense performs. Uh, oh, but their their defense is their defense is really good. Kirk Cousins is playing like an MVP. He's playing great football. He is. He is playing. He's playing phenomenal football. Uh, another game I want to dive into is there's not that Cardinals Rams. That's 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 definitely one I want to dive into real quick. You know, Falcons Washington, Texans Bills. Not that much of an exciting slate this weekend for the NFL. Uh, Cardinals Rams is one. I mean, we're talking two high octane offenses here. Um, but in my opinion, I'm rocking with the Rams again. I'm rocking with the Rams all night. Like I I, I really truly believe that the Rams can beat any team right now. And, you know, this is a divisional matchup. I'm sure it's going to be a tough game. But the Cardinals haven't shown me enough that they can beat the Rams. They haven't. I think that's fair. Um, 
D-Hop hasn't been practicing with his bruised ribs. Um, their def- I would say Cardinals' defense hasn't shown me enough. Their offense has. They can hang with any team with yeah. their offense. I would agree. I'd say the Rams. I mean, you've just, again, you've seen too much out of them. Too much good. That is, mm-hmm. pick against them. So, yeah, like I said, they're, they're I think they're a poise. They they're looking like a Super Bowl team right now. And if I had to take a team out of the NFC, I'm taking the fucking Rams. I mean, and I'm if I'm picking an MVP, I'm picking Matt Stafford. Like I just consistently throughout the year. Like I mean, I I can't see a scenario. I mean, he's played three really good defenses, and he's already having phenomenal numbers. Like. When there's going to be stretches part of the season where the Rams get a little bit easier in their schedule, that they're probably he's probably just going to be absolutely shitting on fools. So yeah, I'm I'm rocking with the Rams over the Cardinals this weekend. The Cardinals defense hasn't shown me enough. Um, the fact that they even had a slight struggle with the Jaguars, and yeah, everyone has those games. But if you want to hang with the best, you you can't have games like that. You can't. And uh, like I said, I'm rocking with the Rams. Steelers-Packers, I feel like this is just going to be a game where Aaron Rodgers eats. Um, Steelers are plus six and a half. I'd hammer the Packers, honestly. It was kind of funny because Brett hammered the Steelers at plus six and a half, and he's a Packer fan. But I don't see that. I see this being a two-score game. I'm sure Mike Tomlin's defense will have some game plans. You know, I'm sure that Green Bay will maybe walk away with 24 points. But I'd say that Green Bay's defense, as bad as it's been this year, can handle the Steelers' offense. If they can control Najee Harris, I think they can win the game very easily. Najee's looked good. Najee has looked good. I will say that. Uh, Ravens-Broncos. The Broncos' first truce test outside of their um, 0-9 teams that they've started off with. But the Ravens have struggled in some games this year. I JB's shaking his head over here. He's got the squinty eyes going. What's going on? I don't know. I feel like this is one of those overhyped average type of games. I feel like the Broncos are an average team that has been out to a 3-0 start, similarly to the Panthers type of deal. And I feel like the Ravens are, again, an average team that's been overhyped because of a 2-1 start because they beat the Chiefs, 66-yard field goal. Easily could be 0-3 like we were talking about. I feel like this is a matchup between 0-3 and... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not excited for this one. Overhyped. I will, I'll give I the Broncos this. They've been doing game. what they should be doing against the teams that they're playing. Their shit's stomping them. Hammer the under is what I would say. They are shit. They're shit. Okay, you're thinking. You're thinking low scoring. Okay, I can agree with that. But I will say this: the Broncos have been absolutely shit stomping teams that they should. Like these are the teams that you should be beating, and they're doing that. Yeah, the teams that they're facing are zero nine, but they're killing them. They're killing them. They are dominating them. So I'm really excited for this weekend's matchup. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I do agree with JB, and I think it's going to be low scoring. And I really couldn't tell you the winner right now. Um, and you're going to have to give me a little bit for me to tell you the winner because I don't know yet. And we're just going to have to put me on the spot they when we're doing our pick close with the Jags. Who did? Broncos. They beat them 26 nothing, Didn't they? Or um, that's the Jets this weekend. That was the Jets this weekend. It was 23-3. to It was 10-7 at halftime. What was the final? 23-13. 
Oh, I thought you said you said twenty. You did say twenty-three to three, and then you said ten-seven at halftime. I'm like JB, that's not adding up right now. <laughs> How many three thirteen? I'm like that. Is, I was so confused. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Eh, it was first week of the season. Teddy B's. Oh, uh, that was second week. Never mind. I'm wrong. Um, Giants was first week. Twenty-seven thirteen. So I mean, their offense. Ten-seven at halftime. Their offense isn't scoring as much as I would like them to on this defense, these defenses, but they're doing the job. I mean, I'm not expecting them to either. Teddy B's a game manager, a great one at that. So, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that when we're doing our pickums. Uh Buccaneers Patriots. Um huge storyline behind this obviously is Tom right. JB's going to throw up in his mouth here if I once I get talking. Tom Brady returning to Foxborough. Um, a place where he played 21 years, 20, 21 years of his life, won six Super Bowl rings with Bill Belichick, who's been there since then. Uh, JB, how you feeling about this Sunday's matchup? Again, a little puke in my mouth. Yeah, I knew you were going to. Um, I didn't even want to dive into it because I, I thought you were overhyped. Up. Overhyped. Again, I don't think this is going to be even a game. No, I think the Bucks are going to shit stomp them. Right. I wouldn't say so, that it's overhyped in the standpoint oh, of storylines. Yeah, this it's oh. a big st- yeah, look, here we go. Here we fucking go. Here we go. We're talking about a dude who played 20 years and won six Super Bowl rings Ooh. for this town and he's returning Ears. wearing a different fucking the NFL. This is a huge this is a humongous storyline. It's a humongous storyline. How do you think the fans are going to react in Foxborough? Do you think he's going to get the boos, or do you think he's going to get the cheers? I personally am going with cheers. Um, I would love to see him get booed. I really would. I would love it. I mean, what a pansy. Bailing out on him. Oh, shut <laughs> He like, brought you six Super Bowl rings. Yeah, but it's like Kevin Durant and OKC. Not even close. Yeah, you not even fucking close. You fall short. You can't do it. Then you gotta go. He brought you six rings. And then when shit got tough, he bailed out and went to a franchise. His contract was up. Mm -hmm. He wanted to try something new. He was probably getting old. He's getting adventurous. Kevin Durant was in the fucking start of his prime and bailed. This is Tom Brady just getting old and adventurous and wanting to do something new and probably and gotta bring everybody with him though. Gronk and AB. So, so Gronk and AB. He brought Gronk, who retired, who was retired for a year, and AB, who was like two years just off and on the field, acting like he just brought over fucking. Devonte brought he brought Devonte Adams and D Hop. Like yeah, gotta keep the band together, bro. It's him and I Gronk. Just, just it's him and Gronk. Punch him in the face. He played one game with Antonio Brown. It's fucking him and Gronk. And Fournette, and they brought in. Oh, Shady, Fournette's look phenomenal, baby! Fucking a, dude! I'm cr- I've been crying ever since they acquired him, dude. Fucking just thousand yard seasons out the ass here in Tampa. Motherfucker's getting like four touches a game. Doesn't matter. He needed every piece to go with him. Raiders Chargers Monday night, another game I'm looking forward to. Raiders real deal. About to find out. Um, last year's primetime game for Raiders Chargers was phenomenal. So much fun to watch. Herbert got the overtime uh, score going over the top. It was fun. Thursday night football, hanging out with the boys, drinking some brews, betting football. It was a lot of fun. I'm rocking with the L.A. Chargers in this one. I think the Raiders are going to get down to earth a little bit. But I think it's a phenomenal game. JB, what's your stand on this Monday night pick? 
I'd, we got the Chargers. Two scores. Oh, not a phenomenal game then for you. 34-24. Okay. Okay. That could be a phenomenal game. That could be. You know, Depending on how it shakes yeah, out. They Chargers score a touchdown with two minutes left in the game and... Talking about a tight game the whole way. All right, let's go ahead and get into the pick Jaguars, Bengals. Uh, I'm rocking with the Bengals. Take the Bengals. Titans, Jets. I'll take the Titans. Titans. Lions, Bears. I'll take the Lions. Take the Bears. Okay. Uh, Colts, Dolphins. Uh, I think that uh, Carson Wentz is going to get his uh, first win here in Indianapolis on the road. Him and Frank Reich are going to have a little uh, high five. Yeah, I'll probably take the Colts. Taking the Colts as well. Um, Browns, Vikings, we already discussed. Washington, Falcons, I'll go ahead and take Washington. Agreed. Washington was looking like a playoff team, and then they got absolutely shit-stomped by the Bills. How are we feeling about the Washington football team, JB? We'll dive into this one real quick for you guys. I don't know. I like their defense. Um, they got a lot of offensive weapons. They got to get Antonio Gibson going. Mm-hmm. Um, Fucking right they do. Terry McLaurin even had a fall off of targets this last week, being down by, fuck, what was it, like 20-something points at a, a point in time? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to lean heavy on your, your superstars if you're going to win ball games. So I'd like to see them do that a little more. I'm not going to hit the panic button on them yet because I think it's a very weak NFC East. Um, but, yeah. Texans, Bills. 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 Saints, Giants. I'm rocking with the Saints in this one. Yep. Uh, Chiefs-Eagles, I'll go with the Chiefs. Right. Panthers-Cowboys, uh, potentially, a, I think it's going to be a good game. I do. I think the Panthers are going to hang with them a little bit. But I got Cowboys by 10. Yeah. I'd say by more than 10, but yeah. 10. Really, you do? So you're not bought another Panthers, though. Uh, Seahawks-49ers, uh, I got the 49ers in this one. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Okay. Why? Bring a division race a little closer. See the Rams. I mean, yeah, the Rams will take off with it, but as far as Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks go, they'll all be right in the thick of things. Okay, we already said both Rams over the Cardinals, correct? Uh, Both said Packers over the Steelers. Ravens, Broncos. We didn't dive into our pick-ems yet. Uh, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens this week. I think that uh, the Broncos will get their first real test. I like the Bra- uh, I like the Ravens' defense. Um, I don't think that the Ravens are happy with their little squeak by win over the Lions. And uh, it's a big AFC well, matchup. Yeah, I could see that. I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, Bucks-Patriots, we discussed. We're rocking with the Bucks, And then uh, we're both rocking with the LA Chargers. Yep. Not a very exciting week, JB. Not a very exciting week four. You know? I feel like I'd we say went the from NFC super close matchups to like kind of. Eh. I feel like the NFC matchups, NFC West matchups, the two NFC West games are probably the most games that I'm most excited for this weekend, and they're both three o'clock games, so that's even better. I'll get, a, I'll probably get to watch both of them. Unfortunately, Steelers and fucking Packers is the Fox three twenty five game, so whoop de fucking do I guess about that. That's disgusting. Don't want to. Don't really care about that. Um. Yeah, um, no overrated, underrated for you guys this week. We don't have Justin in studio. We like to save that kind of fun stuff when all three of us are in studio. Um, you guys pretty much just got a G-Unit episode on the Pine Wood Perspective, so you guys should be very thankful. Very thankful. JB, it's always Say a pleasure thank you. with you. 
It's always a pleasure with you. Been doing this with me and JB for a long time, and uh, we're going to keep doing it for a long time. So stay tuned. This has been episode number nine. I'm Will G. I'm JB. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. Thank you.